0: Chapter twenty one of Stories of the Victoria Cross by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Battle of Maiwand in July eighteen eighty, a British force under General Burroughs was posted in a strongly fortified camp about forty miles from Kandahar. THE GENERAL'S ORDERS WERE TO WATCH THE MOVEMENTS OF THE AFGHAN ARMY AND PREVENT IT FROM TAKING UP ANY POSITION FROM WHICH IT COULD PROCEED AGAINST Kabul. FOR SEVERAL DAYS ALL WENT WELL. THEN, ON THE 26TH, WORD WAS BROUGHT TO THE CAMP THAT A LARGE FORCE OF AFGHANS WAS ON ITS WAY TO OCCUPY MAIWAND, A VILLAGE SOME MILES DISTANT as it seemed to be the enemy's intention to pass the british without coming to close quarters the general decided to abandon the camp and intercept them on their march accordingly next morning the british army of about three thousand men set out and after about ten miles of the road had been covered a small troop of afghan horsemen suddenly appeared in sight followed by large masses of infantry and artillery though the enemy's force far outnumbered that under general burrows he continued his advance and ordered his men to make for a small village on the right it was found to be uninhabited and the troops were quickly drawn up in line on some rising ground near the soldiers stood as calmly as if on parade but every man knew that there was some terrible fighting in store for right in front the whole afghan army numbering at least twenty thousand men was getting ready for a determined attack before the enemy had completed their preparations our artillery opened fire upon them but they did not reply "'till they had got their own guns into such a position "'as to completely overlook the whole British force. "'Then they opened a terrific fire upon the soldiers, "'who, owing to the exposed nature of the ground they occupied, "'fell in great numbers. "'To prevent them from being speedily annihilated, "'they were ordered to lie down flat on the ground.' and there they remained for three hours exposed to the full fury of the afghan cannonade then the enemy having completed all their preparations advanced at a rapid rate their appearance was enough to cause the bravest to tremble as with loud shouts they bore down upon the small force that resolutely awaited their onset resistance was of little or no avail against such odds and the awful fury of their attack panic-stricken our native infantry broke and fled leaving the sixty-sixth regiment alone to bear the brunt of the battle they fought like heroes till overwhelmed by numbers they were forced to give way As they went slowly back in good order, they stopped every now and again to send death through the serried ranks of their fierce pursuers, and many fell under the thrusts of their bayonets. But all their valour was in vain. The foe, by repeated rushes, gradually broke up the greater part of the regiment into small parties, which they surrounded and cut down later in the day about a hundred officers and men of the gallant sixty-six made a final stand in a small village at some distance from the fatal field as the Afghans surrounded them they fired deliberately and with steady aim every shot told the enemy replied with equal precision and man after man fell till there were only ten soldiers and one officer left with a loud shout they rushed on the foe to try and cut their way through but no opening was visible then these eleven heroes stood back to back and again began firing one by one they fell till only one man remained unyielding stern and resolute a bullet entered his chest and with one last look round he dropped on the heap of slain never to rise again history does not afford a grander or finer instance of gallantry and devotion to queen and country than that displayed by the sixty-sixth regiment on the twenty-seventh of july eighteen eighty meanwhile the wretched fugitives were making the best of their way to kandahar closely pursued by the victorious afghans cutting down all who were no longer able to defend themselves during that disastrous retreat the men of the royal horse artillery did yeoman service again and again did they turn and face the enemy who did not dare to come too near the deadly fire of the guns but for the bravery of this corps not a single man of Burrows's army would have lived to reach Kandahar. many deeds of devotion were performed on this occasion but only two men lived to receive the reward of their valour after one of the halts made by the artillery to check the pursuit sergeant Mullane saw one of the drivers fall from his horse severely wounded the gun moved on but seeing that the man still lived malane determined to go back and save him from falling a victim to the barbarous cruelties of the enemy following up his determination the gallant sergeant ran back in face of the afghans lifted the driver in his strong arms and bore him out of danger in the performance of this heroic act Mullane had a very narrow escape for the afghans were only a few yards off when he reached the wounded driver a second time did sergeant Mullane establish a claim to the victoria cross as our weary troops made their way to kandahar They were tormented with the most dreadful thirst. Many of the wounded died for want of water to moisten their parched throats, and even strong men fell down exhausted. The inhabitants of the villages through which they passed turned out in force and cut off any stragglers who had been tempted to leave the ranks to quench their thirst at length the cries of the wounded became unbearable and sergeant Mullane volunteered to go into a neighbouring village to obtain the precious liquid he knew that a large number of his comrades had given their lives for a drop of water in that very village but the knowledge did not hinder him from making the attempt though fired on at every step HE WENT AND RETURNED IN SAFETY, BRINGING WITH HIM A PLENTIFUL SUPPLY. DURING THAT AWFUL RETREAT, THE VICTORIA CROSS WAS ALSO WON BY GUNNER JAMES Collis, AS HE WALKED ALONG BY THE SIDE OF HIS GUN, FOR HIS PLACE WAS OCCUPIED BY WOUNDED MEN, A PARTY OF THE ENEMY STOPPED THE HORSES, AND FROM EITHER SIDE OPENED A CROSSFIRE ON THE GUN and its helpless load unless their fire could be attracted in some other direction the lives of the wounded would be sacrificed and the gun would certainly fall into the enemy's hands rushing to the front Collis began firing thus drawing the attention of the afghans upon himself for several minutes he maintained his perilous position till the gun was taken out of range of the hostile fire. Though bullets fell thick and fast around him, he escaped without a wound and managed to reach his gun. On another occasion, while engaged in fetching water for the wounded from a village, he observed a number of the enemy's cavalry approaching. Wishing to draw their attention from the wounded, he opened fire on them with his rifle owing to the uneven nature of the ground the cavalry did not know that the fire which was emptying many of their saddles proceeded from one rifle and thinking that there must be a large force behind them they made off with all speed when collis returned to his gun the general in command of the cavalry went up to him and said you're a gallant young fellow what is your name on being told he entered it in a pocket-book and rode off throughout the retreat he behaved with the most undaunted courage and showed the utmost care and consideration for the wounded in the middle of the following month a sortie was made from kandahar when the plucky gunner again distinguished himself while the fighting was going on in a village about two hundred yards from the fort collis heard several of the officers talking about sending a message to the general in command the brave gunner at once stepped forward and volunteered to take the message over the wall after some hesitation general primrose gave him a note and he was lowered by means of a rope to the bottom of the ditch a distance of 30 or 40 feet when halfway down the enemy opened fire on the gallant fellow but he escaped without injury scrambling out of the ditch he ran across to the village delivered his note and returned when halfway up the rope he was again fired upon and a bullet this time cut off the heel of one of his boots When he was once more in safety, his commander warmly congratulated him, and praises for his unselfish bravery were showered upon him from every side. Chapter twenty one.